not forsaking our own assembling together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Hebrews 10.25 Welcome to episode 16 of The Sedated Man. <clears throat> title of this one is To Church or To Not Church. So I was out this morning, and it is a Sunday when I'm recording this. I was out this morning with a, a camera that I had bought for myself for my birthday. Now, it's not a new camera. It's a new-to-me camera. <clears throat> uh, I have often uh, thought to myself in a lot of the places I drive that, uh, man, that'd be a great picture, but I don't have anything more than my iPhone. Now, a lot of you guys think, well, you'd t- take the picture with that. Well, there's certain pictures you just can't take with an iPhone. So anyway, I bought a used camera. My wife and son, uh, my son who's still at home, are out of town this weekend. <clears throat> I've been working on a, a lot of uh, computer-generated, a lot of sedated man, and a lot of my uh, wife's blog uh, webinar-type stuff. And I decided this morning I was going to uh, take my dog and go take pictures, which I had never done before. I had never gone out into the forest just to take pictures, and I thought I would try that. And then uh, it occurred to me that there are many people who would take issue with me skipping church. And many people who would not. So I want to welcome you to a special edition. This one, uh, the more I thought about it, the more I really thought, or the more I really felt that I needed to get this one on. Okay, so I go to church on a regular basis. And I am an advocate for going to church on a regular basis. Do I think that you're in sin if you miss occasionally? Well, I'm a National Guard guy. I've missed more than occasionally based on deployments and military training. But I've always gotten the Lord's Supper, which is an important part of my spiritual walk, better known to a lot of you as communion. I've always managed to do it. I've always managed to stay steadfast. I've always managed to do what I needed to do. So I'm not a believer that you have to be there every time the doors are open. Now, there are many who are, many who are, many who believe that if you are not there when the doors are open, you are not supporting the kingdom. Now, I want to touch on both groups today. For one, for those of you who don't have a problem with me skipping because you don't go to church because you feel that's not where God's at, I want to talk to you for just a minute. I have known many, many, many men who don't go to church at all with the excuse that, well, you know, I feel closer to God at the lake. I feel closer to God when I'm fishing. I feel closer to God when I'm in the mountains. I feel closer to God when fill in the blank. All right. Now, this podcast is going to irritate both sides of this deal, so I'm just going to jump right to it. Nothing says I don't know scripture or I don't care to know scripture or I don't care to read scripture like, well, I'm closer to God in the mountains. That's why I don't go to church. And you heard me right. I'm calling you out. This is the sedated man. And the whole purpose of the sedated man is to deal with sedation. All right. Sedation is what we do to hide our pain, to mask how we feel about being you know, emasculated by society, by our wives, by our families, that it's not okay to be male. So then we start making excuses when we become lazy in sedation. Well, you know, 
I, I don't go to church because uh, I just don't like religion. I don't I don't like those church people. Let me tell you something about scripture. The verse I just wrote or I just read, and I apologize if it fires me up a little bit, but I don't apologize for what I'm saying. It says not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some. If you are not making it to church on a regular basis, you have missed the boat and the point. The point of it is to assemble together, encouraging one another. Hebrews 10.25. How about Acts 2, verses 42 through 47? They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And that breaking of bread was Lord's Supper. You can't devote yourself to teaching and fellowship if you're not there. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12 and 13, But we request of you, brethren, that you appreciate those who diligently labor among you and who have charge over you in the Lord and give you instruction, that you esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Live in peace with one another. So labor and give instruction kind of sounds like church, doesn't it? 1 Corinthians 11:18 For in the first place when you come together as a church I hear the divisions exist among you and in part I believe Huh there it is again come together as a church In Titus 1:5 For this reason I left you in Crete that you would set in order what remains and appoint elders in every city as I directed you Why appoint elders if there was no reason to come together Point being is if you think that not going to church is the answer, you have not cracked a Bible in a while. Our model, I don't care what congregation you go to, if you're going to claim to be God-fearing, if you're going to claim a belief in God, then don't make excuses about what you're doing or what you're not doing. Don't lay that blame at God's feet while you're putting a lot, you know, some of you, Mike, you're, you're putting God in a box. No, you are putting God in a box by expecting him to kowtow to your requests rather than kowtowing to what he put in print. Well, Mike, that, that, the Bible, yeah, it's a great book, but, uh, but it, was, it was written by men. Yeah, men who were inspired by the Spirit. Let me tell you something. I have absolute 110% faith that the Bible is the Word of God, and I can sit down and prove it at any point. Now, I'm not saying that to toot my own horn. What I'm saying is I've done the work. What have you done? Just remember that selfishness still looks like selfishness no matter how much selflessness you try to paint over it. Think about that. Are you irritated? Or are you telling yourself, he's right? I say these things because I want to see men change. Men who claim to be God-fearing need to change. If, if you are a masculine, godly, servant leader within your family, within your home, then praise be to you. Praise be to you for stepping up and live in what you believe. Even if you and I disagree doctrinally on the way of salvation or whatnot, remember, I started this deal because I wanted men to be able to come reason together. I wanted us to be able to look each other in the eye like men and say, you're wrong or you're wrong, and in the end know why we believe what we believe and be able to uh, 
to give when we are wrong and to stand fast when we're not and still be able to leave the room friends united in a godly purpose but maybe not our doctrine. Now, I have not forgotten the other side of the fence which would be those who think you got to be there all the time. Now, let me remind you there was no Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night church in Scripture. First day of the week. It wasn't the Sabbath day, which was a Saturday, and that's relatively easy to show. First day of the week was Sunday. They got together for church, and they typically did it one time, and it was for its sole purpose was typically for the breaking of bread or Lord's Supper, i.e. communion. So those who think that you got to be there Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night in some cases, you got to be there at Monday night study and Tuesday night potluck and Friday night youth group. I got I got bad news for you. Scripture doesn't say that. Well, Mike, it says for not forsaking our own assembling together. Yeah, there's no there's nothing there that says every day of the week you got to assemble together and nothing there that says that you can't. I'm not saying you can't get together for the youth groups. I'm not saying you can't get together for for these other things. But don't slap your law on your brother. Your conviction is your conviction. In fact, in the next podcast, we're going to talk about the difference between conviction and belief. Do you want to know why? Back, back to the crew. Okay, this is an equal problem. With the guys who want to slap law down, it's relatively easy to show that you need a backup. You got no scripture. I come to church oftentimes when the sun is out, not when there's snow on the ground, in shorts and a t-shirt. My shorts are clean, my t-shirt is clean, and I do not wear my hat during assembly, okay? Now, to some of you, that is absolutely sacrilegious. Why is it sacrilegious? There is nothing in scripture says that I cannot come to church in shorts and a t-shirt. Let me remind you, the first century church, there was a ton of slaves. Do you think that they came well-dressed every time? Your model of wearing a tie and a suit and everything to church every, every Lord's Day is not a scriptural model. If that's how you feel about it, then by all means, step up and do it. And I appreciate your conviction, and I appreciate your conviction to do it every Lord's Day. But let's talk for, for a second to both sides. Do you want to know why maybe your wife doesn't respect you or your kids don't respect you? I wonder sometimes how many households there are out there where mom and the kids go to church and dad sits his lazy butt at home because he just doesn't feel good at church. You should have your man card revoked. You are there to lead those kids and if you are and, and, to, and to help lead your wife, not as a dictator, but as a servant leader. And if you are sitting your butt at home, don't expect those kids to do anything but stray from the church because they don't see dad digging it serious. And mom can't do it all, nor should she have to. You want respect? Move with actions that, that are worthy of respect.
And back to you other guys that want to lay law on everybody else. Remember that the law kills. How did Israel do with the law? Laying law down on each other. It doesn't take a real a real deep look at the Old Testament to see that the law the law in and of itself wasn't the problem, it was the people. Marriage in and of itself isn't the problem, it's the people. And the church is not the problem either, it's the people. We are the men who have been put in charge of this deal. We must set healthy boundaries. We must step up. We must act in a manner that is respectful and above reproach. We must be leaders who know how to follow and are servants and know when to put their foot down. We must understand that we cannot be dictators. Our congregations need us. Our nations need us. I don't care what nation you're in. If you are a God-fearing man, your nation needs you to lead your people, to lead your families. Nothing conveys God to the rest of mankind like your example. Tend my sheep. Does that sound familiar? So, yes, back to the point. Yeah, I skipped church this morning. But you better believe I'm there every other opportunity I can be. I took an opportunity because my family was out of town to go do something that I needed to do, or not needed to do, I take that back, that I wanted to do. I will take Lord's Supper, and I will be there next Lord's Day with the rest of my family who live in the area. Law kills. And excuses kill. Drop the excuses. Reclaim your man card. And step up for your family's sake. And I'm not talking about just you married guys. Don't think for two seconds that this applies only to married guys. You single dudes. Don't think your nephews and nieces aren't watching you. Don't think your mom and dad aren't watching you. Don't think your friends aren't watching you. It's time to put your man pants on and make things happen. We must Stop the excuses. And excuses are offering on both sides of the fence, law-oriented or not. It's an excuse to not do what you need to be doing. So what I want to leave you with today is you don't have to continue the cycle. You don't have to continue to be selfish. You don't have to continue to make excuses. Remember what I've said. It's your choice. And choices are neutral. What we do is based on the amount of information we give a choice. A choice in and of itself could care less which way you go. But when the choice is out there, you are automatically going to put more information on one side than the other, and that's the direction you're going to go. I am asking you and praying for you to put your information on the side that digs back into your Bible. Put your information into the side that benefits your soul. 
put your information into the side that in turn sets an example that your kids will want to follow, that you will want your kids to follow. Put enough information in there that your wife can look at you and know that you've got it, that she can trust you, that she can respect you, that she can follow you, and ultimately that she can give herself 100% to you. Get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. If you'd like to contact me with questions, comments, or even my uh, lackadaisical show notes, they're not they're not super special to look at. But if you would like a copy of them, I'll gladly send them to you. You can reach me at mike at the sedatedman.com. That's mike at the sedatedman.com. You can also find me on Facebook on the sedated man. You can find me on Instagram at the sedated. <clears throat> you can uh, you can find us in the Facebook group, the sedated man group. If you would like to be part of that group, a group of like-minded men, uh, please just get on Facebook, find me and uh, message me that you would like to be part of the group and I will add you. You can find us on iTunes and anchor.fm as well as pocket casts and overcast. And I really, really hope if, if this podcast has irritated you, good. You know why? means you're thinking. means you're listening. Maybe you've already turned it off. Can't make everybody happy. Have a great week. Take charge of your choices. And welcome to the Sedated Man. <laughs>